Hello everybody and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic who is a cynic and how is everyone doing on this the day of fools? Bear, 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 welcome Matthew got it. Welcome, welcome Mad Mitch 19 here. Hello Odin and the Valkyries. Hello Mad Mitch, how art thou? Tina and Steph, the Valks are here as well. Soul Assassin, what is going on bruv? Good to see you back here once again. Saw your name pop up on the describe chat a little bit earlier uh, yesterday. I got an email, so welcome back to the channel. I don't know what happened. Perth Comics, what's up, dude? Perth Comics, thank you again for sending me the biscuits. They have been delicious. The Tim Tams are wonderful. I've already finished one box. Dion, how are you? Good, sir. Blake, hello. Trailblazers here as well. Mr. Peabody, hello, good, sir. Mark Larseth says, Mega Random got a copyright strike from CBS. What? Are you kidding me? For what? What did she do? Did she show, like, a picture or something? That is so ridiculous. Andy Goss says, Odin! Hello, buddy. What's going on, Andy Goss? How's it going, bruv? Truth Apocalypse, what's going on? Hope you got some rest. Uh, the first full night of rest that I received was last night. So, <laughs> got a full night of sleep last night, which was very nice. This morning was a little rough for various reasons, but I am here feeling much better. CT, what's going on, bruv? Hello, hello, Dr. Forbin. Hello, good sir. Kevin Street says, Odin. What's up, Kevin Street? Dean Heiss, what's going on, bruv? Teresa Martin, Perth Comics. Thank you again, man, seriously. Like, that was so awesome. It was so great to be like, a package from Australia. Oh, biscuits, this sounds delicious, and they have been good, Peabody. Peabody, what's up, what's up, what's up? Surf Term Gaming, have you seen the Alita's new box office numbers? So the box office numbers for Alita Battle Angel as of this weekend, we're back over $400 million, which is very nice at the current rate. At the current time, it is at $402 million, $402.6 million, which means likely that the film will probably end around the 404, 405 range, which is what I was saying beforehand, which is not the best. Obviously, $430 million was that break even based off of industry standards. However, as I brought, you know, broke down and the podcast that I did for my patrons, basically, as long as this film can do really well on the DVD Blu-ray sales and sell about maybe a million units U.S. and elsewhere, we could potentially see it make another $25, $35 million, which would therefore make it profitable and, I think, easily justify a sequel. Slicer Neon says, Odin's alive! Yes, indeed, but Gordon's alive! What is this nonsense? <laughs> yes, indeed, she hit the $400 million again. Let's hope that there is not another one of those pesky little um, <laughs> fixes that happen sometimes midweek when certain numbers are not correct. We don't want another adjustment that brings it back under the $400 million mark. Mad Mitch says, I ordered some Tim Tam Saturday from Amazon. I'll get them tomorrow. All that chocolatey 0.5 goodness. Yes, indeed, Mad Mitch. That's awesome. They are delicious, so I can definitely vouch for them being very good. And yes, I love how Australia apparently has this health rank system out of five stars, and Tim Tams have a 0.5 out of five, which I'm assuming is the lowest grade you can get. I don't know if you can get a zero out of five, but a 0.5 out of five is pretty low. Is pretty low indeed. John Early says, You're a cynic, a slovenly, lackadaisical cynic. Jim Gordon, Gotham. Yeah, dude, I haven't watched Gotham. I, I never got into it. I want to say I watched the first two episodes, and I just couldn't get into it. It's not that it was a bad show, necessarily. It was just a show that I, myself, could not get into. But I, I just saw that they have released what the uh, what the Joker's going to look like. Uh, mm, I don't know. Uh, kind of looks like the Joker, but also at the same time, kind of, I don't know. Uh, Zayn Waters says, I just don't get Captain Marvel. Didn't have Marvel be Phila, Philavel, Marvel's daughter, and had previously been Captain Marvel. Well, Zayn, I think that the best part 
and like the most confusing part of the entire thing with Captain Marvel is that there are so many other things they could have done. There is so much rich history with that character. You know, if you wanted to tell the Carol Danvers story, I think it would have made more sense to start off just from her origins, from when she was, you know, if it's, you know, the whole movie was supposed to be an origin story, I think it's a lot more interesting to have her be a human being, tell that story, show where all of a sudden you have this explosion happen, don't have it be with the freaking Tesseract, instead actually have it be as in the comics that she gets essentially spliced together with Kree. Uh, DNA because Marvel is next to her when this explosion happens, protects her from the explosion, which explains why she's able to survive the explosion in the first place, instead of just making a total you know, tonal mess and also a giant plot hole. The fact that this energy that comes off of the Tesseract, you know, <laughs> off the um the attempt at a a light speed drive is just insane. I'm sorry, but if any person were to be exposed to that kind of energy, they would be evaporated. They would be destroyed. In fact, they've already established that in previous films. Again, Captain America, the first Avenger, established that the energy that comes from the Tesseract, that comes from the Cosmic Cube, destroys people. It's something that's weaponized. And yet, somehow, some way, she as a human person is able to absorb it? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Jennifer G, what's going on, Jennifer G? Entertainment Hacker, thank you very much, man, for that donation. Appreciate the super chat, bruv. Appreciate it very much so. Uh, The Star Wars Dad is here. What's going on, Star Wars Dad? Uh, Let's see what Star Wars Dad has to say. The chat jumps on me again. So, let's see. Star Wars Dad says, Have you heard it's confirmed that RJ is going to direct one of the D&D movies? I sure hope not. Has that really honestly been confirmed? Is that, are you, are you just uh, trolling me right now? (laughs) Let's see. Oh, seven hours ago. Let's see what this says. Star Wars, Ryan Johnson directing first movie in Old Republic trilogy. What? Ryan Johnson will direct the first installment of the Star Wars Old Republic film trilogy spearheaded by David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. This December, the current era of Galaxy Far, Far Away comes to an end with the premiere of episode nine, but Lucasfilm has plenty of other content. Game of Thrones showrunners Mayoff and Weiss, this is all from Screen Rant, by the way, are the creative forces behind a trilogy which has said some detail, uh, said to detail the days of the Old Republic. In typical Lucasfilm fashion, these about this project have been con- kept under wraps, but now fans know who will be calling the shots on the first chapter in the series, and it's someone the Star Wars community is too familiar with. Let's see, today Lucasfilm announced none other than Ryan Johnson will distract the first, uh, the first film, the Old Republic trilogy. Originally, Johnson was thought to be developing his own Star Wars series, but it appears they were all one and the same. The studio expressed excitement regarding the development in the press release. What? This has to be a joke, right? This has to be a joke. This is, this has to be an April Fool's joke, right? Screen rant. You're, you're, you're pulling my leg here, right? Let's see what it says. This is the press release from Lucasfilm, apparently. Ryan Johnson, who wrote and directed Star Wars Last Jedi, is returning to launch an all-new era of the franchise by helming the first installment in David Benioff and D.B. Weiss's Old Republic trilogy. The film will be produced by Kathleen Kennedy and Johnson's longtime producing partner, Ram Bergman. Ryan exceeded our expectations with The Last Jedi, and I'm thrilled he's returning as we begin the next Star Wars story, said Kathleen Kennedy, Lucasfilm president. What... You've got to be kidding me. See, I... Oh, my gosh. I hope this is fake. I hope this is fake. This is ridiculous. I mean, 
Oh my goodness. Sorry, you're getting a live reaction here, guys, because this is the first. I work all day. And so I get home and I just look at some articles that, as they come up. And this was an article that did not pop up when I look for Star Wars because normally I look for Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, DC stuff. I try to find, you know, kind of the bigger stories that are going on right now. And of course, I found one that, you know, Sky Boy Mendelson said about the box office. And him, he basically, in his, uh, in his article, the one that I covered in my video today, he basically tried to say that the box office success of Black Panther. And the box office success of, you know, Black Panther and also Captain Marvel show that they don't need the X-Men. That Disney doesn't need to put the X-Men into the MCU. And it's a stupid article in the first place. But now, oh boy. Now, there are a couple of things I need to say about this really quickly. So, the fact that Ryan Johnson is directing the first of this, if this is indeed true, because it, oh, releasing it on April 1st, I, again, I don't know if this is fake or not. I honestly do not know if this is fake or not. I really hope it is. But if it's not... Then one positive thing is that he's not getting his own trilogy, is that basically that means his trilogy was scrapped, because remember that his trilogy was supposed to be a brand new story with Broom Boy and all that stuff was setting up for it. So basically, if this is indeed true, at least we're not getting that. However, we're getting another Ryan Johnson Star Wars film, and he's going to get his hands on the Old Republic. So it's one of those things where it's like, you got some good news in there, because that means his actual trilogy is being canceled, though of course they're not going to word it that way. Because they're trying to say, oh, it was one of the same thing. No, 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 no. The D.B. Weiss and David Benioff spinoff was supposed to be like their trilogy. I thought they were supposed to direct it. That was what we were told was going to happen. This is very different. So this is good news because he's not getting his own Brim Boy trilogy, which I guess is a good thing. But it's also really terrible because this dude is not good for Star Wars. Now, if he's not writing it, maybe, maybe it has a chance but I don't think he should be anywhere near Star Wars right now after Last Jedi. I mean, good God. And Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, my gosh. Ryan exceeded our expectations with The Last Jedi, and I'm thrilled he's returning as we begin the next Star Wars story, said Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy. You've got to be kidding me. This has to be a joke. This has to be a joke. Peabody says, now you have Tim Tams and you have to do the Tim Tam challenges. What's the Tim Tam challenges? That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Uh, Slicer Neon's left the last chat uh, before it jumped on me. Let's see. Slicer Neon says, support real women, support beautiful women, support Alita, Wonder Woman, and always the fine Valkyries. Damn right. Good sir. Grandmaster Yoda, I late, uh, I, I late out Odin. What did I miss this time? Well, um, apparently Lucasfilm is trolling a bunch of people by announcing a new Lorian Johnson-led film. God, please do not let it be true. John Early says, Brian Cranston for Jim Gordon in Matt Reeves' Batman. Sorry, J.K. Simmons. Wait, is that like news or are you just saying like who you'd like to see? April Fool's? Is it April Fool's? G-Monkey says, I only hope that's a bad April Fool's joke. I do as well. Uh, Zion says, I just mean they didn't need to change Marvel's gender when they already had a female Kree associate. I agree, Zion. Like, seriously, they could have very easily told the story from a different perspective. But now I'm kind of, Screen Rant is an April Fool's joke. It's got to be a joke. They removed the comments from their trash website. Um, CWD says, holiday special Star Wars story, seriously, super anime game, what's going on, Soul Assassin, just I thought, what if Ezra changed the timeline when he entered the world between worlds, so instead of, um, Heir to the Empire, we got The Last Jedi, oh my god, wouldn't that be a way to, to take care of that, <laughs> Blake says, I tweeted it a while back, and to Odin, Jeremy, for using gamers, well dude, my Twitter gets so bogged down, so I probably did not see it, probably did not see it at all, 
Alexander says, uh, these people could maybe try being truthful for April Fool's because they are fake news all the other days. That's true. Nickel Noodle says, hey, Odin, I want R- Ryan Johnson to direct everything Star Wars for entertainment value from you, EBS, World Class BSers, Jeremy, Anna, Robot Head, Skyman. I mean, again, trust me, I can understand why some people would look at this news and say, oh, it's, you know, this could be a lot of fun. This could also be like the final nail in the coffin for Star Wars. But also, no, I wanted everything to turn around. I wanted there to be some good things going forward. But this is just stupid. This is awful. It sounds like a joke, but it's reading like a legit article. And normally they have, like, at the very end, April Fool's. You know? Like, the tag is... is, is The source is Lucasfilm. Okay. Okay. Thank God. All right. Whew. Okay. So, on the website, guys. On the website. Thank God. Wow. It is April Fool's. It is April Fool's. This is... Oh, my God. Seriously. This is written like here's the funny thing too is that so basically screen rant recognizes the fact that nobody wants this if this is an april fool's joke he's recognizing that nobody wants this and yet they continue to shill out for disney nonstop. the reason why i know it's april fool's is because on the source link if you click on lucasfilm it pops up oh my god april fools thank god for that oh man that was <laughs> that had me really concerned Oh my god, Myron Do Thing, how's it going? Hello! Blank Hamlet says, I'm going to see Shazam in theaters. I am as well. I am as well. Um, chat jumped on me again. Alexander says, these people could maybe try to be truthful for April Fool's Day. Alright, I, okay, I read, no, I read that one already. I read that one already. Why is the chat going backwards? Super says, I read the Forbes article. I don't think they need the X-Men, but uh, either, but they forget why Captain Marvel did well. Future movies won't be relevant to Thanos, so it's not going to indicate her. Yeah, exactly right. That's why I try to break down the video. It's like, let's let's talk about why Black Panther did so well. Let's talk about why Captain Marvel did so well at the box office, because if you understand those things, then you very make, you make it very clear that just because they did well this time does not mean that people love them. Again, there have been people that have bought tickets to see really, really bad movies, but because they were set up a certain way, they were able to be successful. Early says, I want Brian Cranston for Jim Gordon in the Batman, but it probably won't happen. All father. Brian Cranston would be really good. I would like that. Um, yes. All right. So, super. Don't worry. It's it, apparently it is indeed a joke. Thank God. Spartan Jeremy, what's going on, bruv? Taylor Potter, what's going on, bruv? What is going on, bruv? All right. And I am indeed caught up with the chat. Uh, Geeks and Gamers, what's up, dude? Geeks and Gamers is in the chat. What's going on? Jeremy says, this joke just proves that Ryan Johnson isn't taken seriously anymore. They're so dumb. They make the case for us. That's so true. Again, like, I was reading this article, and it was, again, it was written like a real article. Like, everything, like, just makes sense. It was put together in the correct way. And it's not until you actually click on the source where all of a sudden it pops up with the, oh, my God, April Fool's thing. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. The fact that, and also, that means that this quote here is fake, too. Where it says, again, this is supposed to be a quote from Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy. Ryan exceeded our expectation with The Last Jedi, and I'm thrilled he's returning as we begin the next Star Wars story. April Fool's. So if they're saying April Fool's to that, then they are saying that Ryan Johnson is a joke. The same websites that have defended Star Wars, have defended The Last Jedi, have defended Kathleen Kennedy, are now making a joke out of it. Now, they're going to try and say, oh, the reason why we did it is because we wanted a bunch of people to make videos on it, and we wanted to troll a bunch of people. Yeah, sure. Sure, but still, you're doing it at the expense of making Ryan Johnson look like an idiot, which you didn't really need to try that very hard to do, but, oh my god, thank god, man, I was really concerned, not gonna lie. 
because the last thing that we need is Ryan Johnson touching the Old Republic series. Good God. Super says, so Dan, uh, David and Dan are getting a trilogy. Uh, I know I'm in the minority, but I don't want it. No, and I understand why. Uh, someone actually made a really good point. I, I don't know if it was Gary Nerdrotic or or who, but someone made the point saying that if you actually follow the Game of Thrones timeline, that once George R. R. Martin left the show, that that's when the writing started to really you know suffer. And the mindset is that he was the reason why the show was so good for like six seasons. And then season seven, like just went off on a tangent, you know, rather um, I think he was there until like season three or four. And then every subsequent season kind of didn't really live up to necessarily what had been previously. And then episode seven, you know, rather season seven was just not nearly as good as the others. Um, and so that, that was the, 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 yeah, the, that was the line that was being said by, I forget who was the one that said it. But what's going on, Jeremy? Uh, Geezy Gamer says, Ryan Johnson has become M. Night. Oh, my gosh. That's such a great comparison. He really has. He really has. He's become a total joke. But don't worry, man. Knives Out is going to be awesome. I'm telling you right now. That movie he has coming out, Knives Out, cannot wait for that. Cannot wait for that. Alexander says, Kathleen Kennedy tomorrow. We are thrilled to have wonderful Brie Larson signing on to our Ryan Johnson directed trilogy. A future plan is for Ryan to have 10 more films, too. Good God, man. If they were if they were to do that, oh, Super says congratulations, Screen Rant. You played yourselves. Could you please link the article in the chat? Yes. So please go ahead and link that article if you possibly can. Uh, John Early says Joss Whedon should have directed Green Lantern Corps instead of Justice League. But as the French say, such is life. It is true. It is true. I actually really do like Joss Whedon a lot. Again, I am a huge Firefly fan. Firefly fan. I also love the first Avengers film. Hated the second one. Hated Age of Ultron. But I honestly think that the studio got more involved with that one, and I think that when it comes to Joss Whedon, he does much better with smaller projects, or projects that he has more control over, I guess, in that way. Not necessarily smaller as far as, you know, a total production budget. Soul Assassin says, Ryan Johnson directing an older public movie as if he doesn't have enough angry fans already. No, seriously. That's how you kill a franchise. No question about it. It is if you announce a Ryan Johnson-directed film about the old Republic, it is almost like the, it's like torture. It is like torture if you were to do that because you would have a bunch of people who've been wanting Old Republic to be brought to life on the big screen for the longest time, but then you would be having to say, oh, but you can only get it if you go support Ryan Johnson as director. (laughs) Oh, man. And again, they're making him out to be the joke. That's freaking hilarious. Uh, Matthew Gaudet says, they ran out of novels to adapt Odin. He is quite behind. Yes, 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 indeed. This is true. True statement. Mr. Peabody says, well, you have the frozen Tim Tam and drinking your coffee through a Tim Tam info available on YouTube. Interesting. Random note of doom. What's going on, bro? Tech guy. Brie Larson has signed on to the next Star Wars movie, April Fool's, man. Wouldn't that be something? Alexander says, no, D&D Soy Wars will suck too. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. No, I think it'll be fine. Again, I think it'll be fine because they are, I think, good when it comes to adapting stories and if they're able to have someone kind of helping them with the writing maybe them going to someone like a timothy zan like seriously imagine if they were to go to someone like timothy timothy zan uh zane or zan or one of the like authors of the novels of the eu from you know talk about the old republic stuff that could be really good like i think that if they were able to work together with them i think that benioff and weiss can develop but they need to have a good team guiding them. They need to have a good, strong writer guiding them. If they have that, I think the series will be good. I think that the series movies will be really good. Perth Comics says, Imagine if Brie gets cast to direct a Star Wars movie. Well, based on the early reviews for Unicorn Store, if you haven't seen them, they are not good. 
Um, and many of them actually go after Brie Larson's direction. So <laughs> I don't think she's going to be getting any big movies going on. And actually, a whole, knowing that and seeing those reviews just adds an entirely new light to everything that happened with the Netflix going after the dude with 300 followers and then Brie Larson adding into it as well, where they were trying to defend her saying, oh, she's got all these accolades. And so therefore, you know, it's because she has one Oscar, because she has all these other things, that means she's qualified to direct. And now everyone's saying that she's not a good director. And these are the people that defended her during Captain Marvel because that fit their agenda. That was a gigantic movie that they needed to protect, that they needed to prop up because they knew it wasn't very strong. They knew that it was not the best film of all time, so they knew they had to prop it up with all their fake spin and everything. Those same people, though, aren't defending her here with a film that does not matter. With a film that does not matter. It's so interesting to me how these critics, these shills, will just go out of their way to defend these giant big-budget films because they want to protect their access, they want to protect all these other things. When it comes to films of no consequence, when it comes to the smaller budget stuff, the Netflix stuff, oh, they can say whatever the hell they want. And they can, you know, tear a movie apart. They can say, oh, it's not that great. Because it doesn't matter. It does not cost them anything. And that just shows that they're cowards. They're absolute cowards because they would rather, again, they would rather take no risks, you know, and be honest than do anything else. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. It's just insane, though. It is absolutely insane. Um, let us see. 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 Whisper words of wisdom. Let it be. Super says, it was because George left and because for some unreason they tried to simplify it. I get uh, I get having to reorder book three, but they ignored and adjusted way too much about book four. I haven't read five. Oh, you're talking about uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I hear you. I hear that. Ram Nerdoom says, I wish Darth Amalgus from the Old Republic to become real and kick Ryan Johnson's ass. <laughs> Darkstar57, thank you for sparkling my interest in Firefly, watching it over and forgot how good it was. Glad I was able to do that, Darkstar. It's such, it's such a good show. If you want a great sci-fi show, go look for Firefly. There's only 13 episodes, so it's not that much of an investment. And every episode is great. And then once you finish it, you can watch the movie Serenity, which is also fantastic as well. Highly recommend it. Alexander, what else have D&D actually made? I don't really know their history. Eric Hawk Gaming says, Do you have any interest in Star Wars 9 other than seeing what a train wreck it will be? I mean, I want to be able to get back to you guys. So the only the only real interest I have in Episode 9 is being able to see it, to talk about it, because obviously everyone's going to be like, Oh, you're talking about it, but you haven't seen it yet. That's why I like to go see these things. That's why I've said you told you before. I've seen some really bad shows, some really bad movies, and even have read some really bad books, just so that I can say... It's terrible, and hear the person go, oh, but you haven't read it, I bet, and be like, no, I did, and it was bad. I've told this story before in the chat, but I'll say it again. It's the reason why I read the first Twilight book. Yes, that's right. I suffered my way through the first Twilight book just so that any time I crapped all over the movie and the concept and the story, any one of these Twihards would have been like, oh, but the book, I'd be like, I read that book, and that book was terrible. I read it from cover to cover, and I can't get any of that time back in my life. <laughs> I do the same thing sometimes with shows and movies. So that is what my plan is to do with episode nine as well. It's just to come back to you guys. Pindrop says, there's only this Screen Rant article. If Lucasfilm had a press release, would be carrying the story. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's just the thing is that I was I was going to click on the source, which they said and claimed was Lucasfilm. And then as soon as you click on it, it just pops up with the OMG April Fool's. OMG, we got you. We made a joke out of Ryan Johnson, everybody. Because he's a joke. He's a giant joke now. 
And that's a good thing. Alex Martinez says, have you seen the Thanos Ant-Man memes? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, I have. For those that don't know, there's these memes that are going around where it's Ant-Man shrinking down, going into <laughs> going into Thanos' ass and expanding. And that's how Thanos is defeated. It's fantastic. It's so funny. And it would be so much better. And this is not a joke. This is not a fool. That would be so much better than having any type of interactions with Captain Marvel, who is a Mary Sue and awful. CWD Trixie says, Ryan Johnson to direct the Squirrel Girl movie as <laughs> new phase in the MCU. Now, I see, that would be a movie, I think, worth his speed. I think if he were to be announced to make that movie, I think that would be a damn good film. Not gonna lie. I would love to see a Squirrel Girl movie directed by Ryan Johnson. That has everything, anything anyone could ever want. Squirrel Girl, Ryan Johnson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's got everything. Random Nerd Doom says, Hey, Odin, someone should make a Star Wars fan film about Star Wars characters coming to li- going to life and kicking Ryan Johnson's ass. Now, that would be interesting, for sure. Blake Hemlow, was it Rogue One or Solo that Kathleen Kennedy told the director to remake the movie? Well, Blake, fun fact, there were reshoots for Rogue One. I actually believe, honestly, that the, star- <laughs> that the, um, the best part of Rogue One... Oh, sorry, excuse me. The best part of Rogue One... Of Rogue One, which is, by all accounts, the Darth Vader scene, I honestly believe that was something that was either added later on or at least was extended because they realized this film has no real definitive moments. Oh, wait a minute. We can fix that by putting and shooting in having Darth Vader, which I personally loved. I think the scene was great. Darth Vader was great in that. I didn't like Rogue One, though. And just because it has that scene in it, take that scene out, and what do you have? A pretty bland movie overall, I would say. And then as far as Solo is concerned, that's the one where she fired the directors 80% of the way through the film, and then they had to reshoot everything. So she's not made of some very good (laughs) decisions overall. Uh, John Early says, It's hard to believe that Martin Campbell directed both Green Lantern and Casino Royale because take the James Bond element out of it and Royale is so good. I love, no, Casino Royale is a great film. And, And James Bond or not, it's just a great film. It's a wonderful film overall. I love it. It might be my favorite modern James Bond, to be perfectly honest. I love Skyfall, too, but I think that might be my my overall favorite as far as the newer Bonds are concerned. Unless you want to get into, like, nostalgia, because then Goldeneye will win every single time because, oh, man, so good. So good! Oh, man, the chat is jumping tonight. This is insane. What is going on? What Did they put something in the water? But I can't believe that he also did Green Lantern. That's insane. Super says, uh, to an extent, I get it, because book four gets super political, introduces even more subplots, and I guess book five gets crazier. At the same time, fans love that stuff so they can handle it. And again, when you have a series where you can tell those stories and you have plenty of time to do so, yeah, I would say don't try and cut things and move things around. Tell the story that the fans want to see. Adam Shawhan, what's going on, bruv? Taylor Potter, your beard is spreading a lot of knowledge tonight, Odin. Well, thank you, Taylor Potter. I appreciate that, man. I'll do the very best that I can, always. Alexander says, David Benioff was the writer of X-Men Origins Wolverine. Tell everyone. But again, there have been bad movies written by great directors and great writers before. And I'm still going to stand by the fact that the first few seasons of Game of Thrones are fantastic. I actually did not hate... Season 7. I know there's many other people that hated Season 7. Season 7, I liked it. I had no qualms with it. Overall, I enjoyed it. Now, was it as strong as the other seasons? No. But overall, I enjoyed it. But that's because I like the characters. At this point, the characters have taken on such a life of their own. Anytime I see them on screen, I'm happy. 
Ah, Lord, Lord. Mara Krell says, okay, I prefer a new Ryan Johnson trilogy to you going on singing. Oh, Krell, that's mean. Why would you be so mean, man? Why Why you got to be mean like that, man? You got to tear me down like that? Ah, Lord. Alexander David, also Roy Troy. Well, I think that there are people that would defend Troy on certain levels. Random Nerdium says, hey, Odin, who is more evil, Kathleen Kennedy or Jabba the Hutt? Kathleen Kennedy. JJ says, Odin, I recently heard Captain Marvel 2 will be timed right before Avengers Secret Invasion. Any truth to it? We don't know. Everything right now at this point is speculation. They have not revealed what the next phase is going to be. That will not happen probably until well after Avengers Endgame is done. And once they do, they'll probably release and say, these are our plans going forward, similar to what they've done before, where they release an entire phase saying, this is what phase four is going to be, and they're going to release certain titles and dates and such. So once we have that idea, we'll have a you know some extent, some knowledge of what's going on. But after what they did with the scrolls in Captain Marvel 1, I can't see them doing Secret Invasion, at least not now. Because that would confuse a lot of the normies. Because a lot of the normies who saw that movie, a lot of the popcorn fans who saw that movie, got in their minds, oh, scrolls are good. Kree are bad. And so if they decide to do Secret Invasion, then they have to explain that, oh, no, no, some scrolls are good and some scrolls are bad. And that's going to cause them confusion because they'll be like, wait a minute, there's good scrolls, bad scrolls? So wait, how, do we can, how can we tell the differences between who's a good scroll and a bad scroll? It's going to be very complicated. So I don't think they're going to end up doing the Secret War. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I don't think they're going to be doing Secret War because of that. And, of course, EVS just went live, and I'm sure many people will go over there. <laughs> EVS is great, though. Greta says, what's up, Odin? Everyone's going on, Greta. Greta just dropped a new video. Go check out her channel. She is awesome. Soulsat says, Twilight, why do you torture yourself so much? As I said before, I do it so that I can have, in my own mind, a stronger argument. Because you can talk about things ancillary. Like, you can talk about, you know, I, I could say, you know, Captain Marvel before it came out that it looked bad based on the trailers, based on the, you know, the content, based off the story from the comics and everything like that. I, I, I could say, okay, look, guys, they're basing it off of this story. This is what we know about the character, and it doesn't look very good. Again, I can say that as, you know, speculation. But I have a much more valid opinion if I've actually seen the movie and can talk about certain elements of the film itself. And so... Uh, that's why I like to do those types of things, so that way I can be like, no, 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 I've seen it, I've read it, and you cannot say anything against me. Dan Maloney, thank you very much for the $5 super chat, says, did you hear the that unplanned edged out Captain Marvel in per-screen earnings? According to the Daily Wire, Shapiro's site, small but welcome victory. That is interesting. So basically what Dan Maloney's trying to say is that when you look at how much money per-screen a film makes... The movie that just came out unplanned, which is about abortion, it's a pro-life film, has apparently, this weekend, apparently it edged out Captain Marvel per screen. That's <laughs> that's fantastic. That makes me happy. That makes me very, very, very happy. And some people ask, how does that work? Well, unplanned is in a very small number of screens. And so what that means is that because it made about $6 million, that means that it made more per screens that it was available in than Captain Marvel, which is available in a crap ton of screens. But as we've seen from the pictures, has a lot of empty seats. And so, yeah, there's a lot of screens, but you're not really selling those screens very well. And so, therefore, the per theater per screen a number ends up being smaller. But that's awesome. I had no idea Unplanned would be able to do that, but that is really cool. Uh, Peabody says, yes, yeah, strong female characters, Firefly and Stargate SG-1, just to mention two. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. If you want a strong female character, if that's what you want, if you don't want just strong characters, because that's what I want. I just want strong characters. I don't care what race they are. I don't care what gender they are. I just want strong, well-written characters with great stories. 
But if you want, if that's something that's like, but I have to have it. I have to have them be a female character, or else I can't identify with them on screen because I'm I, I'm just so un, I'm so uncomfortable in my own skin. If that's how you're like, Firefly's for you. Firefly's a great show. Ramner Doom says, uh, SJW should remake Will and Grace. They did. Remember, they rebooted it. And I think it got canceled. I'm not sure. They rebooted it, though, and it became political. It became political. A show that actually originally was funny became political and not funny. Interesting how they ruined that stuff, right? <laughs> G-Monkey says, I'm trying to get in touch with Geeks and Gamers to help him out in Chicago. I emailed him and he never responded. Could you get in contact with him to pass my info and help me sell a house? <laughs> Damn it. G-Monkey. Damn you, sir. Damn you, sir. It is indeed a day of fools. And I have just been fooled. <laughs> For those that don't know, there was a dude on Twitter that was like, messaging me nonstop because he wanted me to give give a letter that he wrote that he made into like a digital file and he wanted me to send it to evs and a lot of it was a part of this elaborate plan to help him sell a house it was interesting um but yeah g monkey that's what he's referencing anyway super anime gamer comment got skipped you asked how i was thank you mini rant time i hate captain marvel my original review i wrote took like a week i don't like it i didn't like it so i rewrote some then i lost what i did oh super ah man that's rough that's rough just next time just post what you have man just post what you have super says thanks for listening now i feel better good super glad to hear it Glad to hear it, Super. Glad to hear it indeed. La, 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 la. Where we got? Where we got? Where we got? Where is the chat? All right, there it is. I'm behind. Mr. Peabody says, dive and take the mic with you. <laughs> Keith Howard, what's going on, bruv? I'm going to buy John Wick 1 and 2 on DVD. Then I will be ready for John Wick 3. Buy them on Blu-ray, man. It's, it's a gorgeous film. But buy it. No matter how you get it, get it. 1 and 2 are fantastic. I actually have the second one on Steelbook, and it's a really awesome-looking Steelbook. Random Nerd Doom says, What is wrong with Daisy Ridley? She has no idea what a Mary Sue is, doesn't bother looking up the meaning, then calls it sexist. What is with her? Yeah, I didn't see her say that, but apparently this is the day of everything Star Wars being said, so I don't know if it's true or not. Maybe this is from a long time ago. I don't know. But no, that's what they do. That's what these Hollywood elites do. They hear a word, and when they don't know what that word means, they assume that because it's a negative word about them, that it must be sexist, that it must be racist, that it must be ist or ism. And so, therefore, they're just going to harp on their you know high horses until everyone just starts to agree with them. All the people around them, all the yes men and women around them are going, uh-huh, yeah, you're so right. Oh, you're so brave. You're speaking out against it. You're so brave. And then everyone else in the world's like, no, this is stupid. You are Mary Sue. This is a fact. Nerdoom says, hey, Odin, would you win? Who would win in a fight between Batman or James Bond? Batman, of course. What are you talking about? Tech Guy says, guys, come on. Get some super chats going on Odin. Well, Tech Guy, thank you, man. Appreciate that. Aiden Vickery says, one of the best bits of Rogue One was in the trailer and then cut from the film with the heroes staring down a TIE fighter on the transmitter tower. Yeah, I, again, just was not a fan. Just was not a fan of it. Hound 2000, we are all insane for you. Well, thank you, Hound. Appreciate that. <laughs> Interdrop Production says, Greetings, my lord. Just dropping by to leave a like. Your loyal loyal court jester shall return tomorrow. Well, thank you very much, good sir. Appreciate you stopping by. Appreciate you stopping by. Dion, what is going on, bruv? Nerd of Doom, what would you do rather? Kiss a camel on the lips or watch the last Jedi? Camel on the lips. 
for sure. Absolutely. Because then I get to pet the camel. And the camel is cute. And then I might get to ride the camel and just be like, I rode a camel. And it was awesome. Camels are cute. Oh, boy. Alexander says, D.B. Weiss only wrote a single book before working on Game of Thrones. I see they only picked the most qualified. Dude, Alexander, stop crapping all over Game of Thrones, man. If you don't like the show, fine, man. You can have that opinion. You can not like the show. But please stop leaving every single comment about Game of Thrones and tearing it down. All right? It's it's starting to really – it's starting to get old, man. All right? We have a difference of opinion, and no matter what you say or what you do, you're not going to change my mind. All right? You have a subjective view. I have a subjective view. All right? If we can at least understand and agree that, objectively speaking, it's a pretty solid show, which the ratings and everything else would seem to indicate – not to mention, it's not hard to say, okay, it's well-written, it's well-directed, it's well-put-together, especially from the very beginnings of the show. If we can at least agree on that, whether you like it or not, that's up to you. All right? But let's just stay away from all of this. I'm going to tear down your opinion until you believe and agree with me. I, that's not going to work. It never works. Ever. <laughs> Trust me. Sometimes I do that when I talk about the movies that I talk about. I don't expect anyone's mind to be changed by the things that I say. But if you're going to think, oh, I'm just going to post this nonstop in your chat, and then eventually you're going to believe it, and you're going to buy into it. No, I'm not. So stop. Please stop, man. I hate to call you out like that, but I got to do it. All right. Super Anime Gamer says, can you at least uh, admit the venture beyond the wall was a dumb episode? Again, I can admit that there are bad episodes. I can admit that there are things that aren't well done. Absolutely, freaking lutely man. I can totally agree with that. But tearing down the entire show and the, all the writers and everything like that, no. I can't get away with that. But Super, yes. Um, I think that when it comes to which venture about Beyond the Wall are you talking about? Because there obviously are different ventures Beyond the Wall. Because uh, So depending on which one you mean. Because technically speaking, the opening of the show goes Beyond the Wall, if you know what I mean. So it depends on what season you're talking about, what episode you're talking about. Because there's a few things that happen along the wall, Beyond the Wall, that I think are pretty good. So... Anyway, Ericot Gaming says they can't do Secret Invasion because the Skrulls are the good guys because of their political agenda. That's what I was trying to say. Like it would be much harder for them to do Secret Invasion. Uh, Secret in- <laughs> it would be much harder for them to do Secret Invasion now because if they were to do Secret Invasion now, they would have to explain to the normies, to the people that don't know the comics, that there are good Skrulls and bad Skrulls, and it's just going to make things a lot more complicated for them. Uh, Eriak Drake says they didn't use by um, Benioff's original script for Wolverine. It was dark, brutal, and R-rated. It was rewritten by Skips Wood. Well. Okay, there you go, man. Again, context, I think, is very key. I think context is always important, man. And so apparently the script that they used was not actually Benioff's. So maybe Benioff's scripts would have been better. We honestly don't know. No one is perfect, by the way. No writer or director in Hollywood is perfect. No matter what, (laughs) not even Jeremy. Whenever Jeremy tries to say, you know, talk about (laughs) his boy, and Taj tries to talk about that damn movie that he loves so much, you know, even Christopher Nolan, is not perfect. I think that most of his films have been very solid. He definitely has weaker films and stronger films, but no one's perfect, man. Peabody says, uh, you have to ask the audience, do they want karaoke with Odin? No one wants karaoke with Odin. I'm telling you, man. You're like the only one. Zion Water says, nope, I like Odin way more than EBS. Oh, Zion. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Tina, you can tell good scrolls from bad ones. <laughs> Excuse me. 
Because the bad ones voted for Trump. Hashtag orange man bad. Oh, that's what they would probably do with it as well. Sasha Neon says, I think they can handle evil in Ghost Scrolls. We have evil Kree, Ronin, and semi-good Kree, Yondu. Yeah, but you know what? You realize that that was done just better, right? You know that that was written much better as well. You know? Because also, on top of that, you already had the, the other Kree that were being talked to in the peace process also. So, yeah, I mean... And when you're dealing with individual Kree, that's one thing. But when you basically insinuate that this entire group of scrolls, and because again, what, what they what they did with that in Captain Marvel is that they introduced people to the Kree Scroll War, and so what they've done now is they've said that the scrolls are actually the victims, and they painted all the scrolls this way. That's at least how the movie presents it. Now they could try and rewrite this, but at that point, it would be a major plot hole. Which would actually make sense because it was a terribly, terribly written film. Unplanned is indeed a uh, regular movie. It's not It's not anything else. Keith Howard says, I will try Game of Thrones because of you. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, try the first season out. First season's very solid. I definitely think the first season's very good. Um, I will say the second episode, I believe it is, has a heartbreaking moment for me that just makes me so upset. It has to do with the puppy. And so we are, me and my wife were actually rewatching season one. And we got to the point where I knew the scene was about to happen. And I was just like... All right, can we stop? <laughs> can we please stop this episode right here? And we did because we already knew everything else that was going to happen. It, it was very upsetting. It was very, very upsetting. But season one's very good. And I would say the first three seasons are solid. And then as you go on, it again, I think that every season, for the most part, has good episodes. I mean, that's that's all TV shows. Like, every TV show is going to have some really good episodes, maybe a couple of bad episodes. Sometimes you have those shows that are kind of split 50-50. For me, I like more of the episodes of Game of Thrones than I don't like. And overall, if it brings the story forward and I like where it's going with the story, then I'm okay. Um, Let's see. And also, again, Game of Thrones is not going to be for everyone. John Early says, take the Batman elements out of Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, and they're still good movies. I believe movies should strive to be the best regardless of the material. John Early, I'm right there with you, man. And that's why I think that you can indeed make a difference. You can determine objective qualities versus subjective qualities. That's the whole thing I'm trying to do with this new site that I've been working on is try to say and make clear that there are objective qualities of film that you can't deny and there are subjective qualities of film that obviously you can have different thoughts and opinions on. And as long as we can try and separate the two, it'll give us just a bit more clarification and a little bit more transparency when it comes to how we rate in film reviews, at least for people that call themselves critics, at least for people that call themselves, you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, film critics, especially that we look at these things in this way, that we understand that there is a separation between the two, that you can indeed be objective, but also have your own subjective point of view also. That's why again with Captain Marvel, I think I gave a fair grade. I gave it a C minus. Now the way you hear me talk about Captain Marvel, you would think I would have given it like an F or a D. And I don't think it's a great movie. Like, subjectively speaking, I think it sucks. Subjectively, if I had to give it a grade, I would give it an F because of just how poorly put together it is. But when you break things down by a technical element, it starts to realize, okay, well, even though the writing and directing sucked, when you look to the acting, obviously Brie Larson's acting is not good, but it's, you know, counterbalanced with a very great performance from Samuel L. Jackson. And so you can't ignore that. And so it balances the score. So it's not going to be nearly as low as you thought it was going to be in the first place. You then take into you know account other things, and you start to think, okay, so sound design was pretty good for the most part. Production design overall was pretty good. And when you do all these things and add them up, you realize, okay, so, so you know, objectively, it's a little bit, it's a little bit stronger than what my own subjective point of view might be. Um, Random Nerd says, what if the Phantom Menace did a GoFundMe to raise the money to buy the rights of Star Wars from Disney to save it? We could produce the movies ourselves like Star Wars Theory. We could do that. 
But do you have $4 billion lying around? And you know that they probably wouldn't sell it for $4 billion. I know I don't. Even if you brought all of us together. <laughs> that would be great, though. Um, also got some Super Chats to get to as well. So, Pindrop, thank you very much for the $5 Super Chat, says, that's the only article uh, Ryan Johnson or Lucasfilm today. That's got to be a joke. And another one says, Gerard Way from MCR is doing Star Wars right. Yeah, Pindrop, so I mentioned it earlier. When you click on the source link, a April Fool's joke pops up. So, it is indeed a joke. It's not happening. God, I hope it never happens again. Peabody, thank you very much for the Aussie $5. And he says, who wants to see karaoke with Odin? So if you want to see karaoke with Odin, please let Mr. Peabody know. Mr. Peabody, please please gather a count of yeses of those who want to see it. There are 145 people watching. So let me know the number of people out of the 145 people watching who say yes. And if you can get half, if you can get half to say yes, then I will... I will start doing that on the secondary channel. Uh, tech guy says, uh, thank you for the super chat tech guy says, do you believe in all female Avengers will work? I think any movie can work as long as it has a good story with great characters. I care not for the gender or the race of the person on screen. I care not for the gender or the race of the character on screen. All I care about is, is it a good character with a good story? Period. And if it happens to be an all-female group, okay. Tell me a good story. If you just say, ooh, look at this, we got the all-female Avengers film, and that's your selling point, and you've got nothing else to back it up, it's going to suck. And it's not because of women, it's going to suck because you pushed an agenda. That's where agenda comes in over actual quality. So hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. But yeah, thank you, Tech Guy, for that. And no, I don't, again, could it work? Yeah, it could work. Will it work based on the direction that they're going in? Hell no. If, if what Captain Marvel, you know, what they gave us in Captain Marvel is the future of the MCU, then an all-female, you know, an all-female Avengers is never going to work. You know, it might make money. Doesn't mean it's going to be a good movie. Again, I've already laid out the case as to several films that have been terrible that have still somehow made money and even cracked the billion-dollar mark. Watermade32, welcome to the channel. Tina says, I need to sell a vacuum cleaner. Can you contact Uncle Ethan and Jeremy for me? Thanks, Tina. (laughs) I will not sell your things. I swear, I will not sell your things. Damn it. Uh, Random Never Doom says, I miss Captain Marvel when she was Miss Marvel. Back then, she was Miss Marvel. She was my comic book crush. Damn you, Disney. I think that's what a lot of people feel, is that there are comic fans out there, which they've, again, abandoned at this point, who say, you know what? You could have made a better story with Carol Danvers as Miss Marvel. And built the story from there, not have to gender swap Marvel, not have to do that stupid choice, you know? There's so many things they could have done. Uh, Tina says, Daisy did say she didn't know what a Mary Sue was, and she thinks anyone can have the Force. <sighs> well, here's the thing. The Force th- the force flows through all things. Again, that was, that, that's was that been established for a long time. So everyone, sure, is affected by the Force. That does not mean that every person is a Force wielder. That does not mean that every person has the ability to manipulate the Force. So if that's what she's saying, then yeah, that's totally stupid and wrong. Greta says, I think it's crazy that it's now April and Star Wars comes out in December and there's still no title. I agree. But based on the fact that we're two weeks away from Star Wars Celebration, they're going to release that at Star Wars Celebration. No question in my mind. Uh, trailer probably as well. Snow Dub Music. What's going on, Snow Dub? How is it going, good sir? 
How is it going? Thanks, Steph. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. G Monkey says, John Wick will be the second movie I see in the theater this year. The first was Alita. I was just kidding on the house. I knew, G Monkey, as soon as you said that, I knew what you were referencing. So thank you very much for adding that in at the last second. <laughs> uh, and that was awesome. But yeah, Alita was great. Worth seeing in theaters. John Wick 3, I'm going to be there opening night. I hope it's playing in Dolby. I hope it's playing in a Dolby theater or at least an IMAX theater, because I cannot wait. Also, guys, since Shazam is indeed in the title, I do now have a ticket. I have my ticket to go see Shazam. I'm seeing it at 7.15 on Thursday in the IMAX screen. And the reason why is because they're not playing Shazam, at least where I live. They're not playing Shazam where I live in Dolby. You know what's playing in Dolby? Pet Cemetery. That doesn't make any sense to me. Shazam is is the much bigger film of the two that's coming out. So I don't know I don't know what I don't know if Warner Brothers just didn't make those deals like Disney did because if it, if Shazam was a Disney product, oh man, it would be in the Dolby and the IMAX. It would be available in 3D and 4D and 5D and 5X and a hundred dollar ticket just to go see something. Like it would be available in every premium format because it's Disney. So I don't know why they did that. I honestly don't. But I got my ticket. I'm very excited for it. And yeah, it's not Dolby, but I love IMAX. IMAX is, if I have to choose between the two, I'm happy with both of them. But obviously Dolby is better because it just has better image quality and better sound. And I'm showing this. Plus, Odin watched the entire show, not just one season. Which one are you talking about? Are you talking about girls? Because I did see the entire first season, if that's what you're talking about. I've only seen the first season of Girls and it was terrible. I didn't laugh once. I chuckled once. Actually, I chuckled. I chuckled one time, and it was because of Adam Driver. And it was an episode that Lena Dunham didn't write. So I <laughs> pretty much was able to figure out, yeah, Lena Dunham, uh, she's not funny. Gotham Nightmare. I'm drawing a dragon inspired by Odin. Ooh, interesting, Gothic. Let me see. Let me see. Pindrop says, Odin always has a good chat room. Thank you, Pindrop. Yeah, I, I love my chat. My chat's always great. I've got the best Valks in the business. I've got the best wrenches in the business, and they are awesome. So Tina and Steph, thank you so much. You are the Valkyrie. You are awesome. You are my generals. And then, of course, I've also got Greta in here as well, and she's also fantastic, very knowledgeable with film also. Uh, Frank's in here every now and then. He's my he's my puppy army. Frank the Tank and the Shawhand Wiener Dog Clan. And then, of course, Laura Story, who just became a mod as well. And Laura is the archangel of the channel. She is she's essentially the, she's essentially the channel mom. And she's awesome. Uh, Tina says, it never works. So, right, Odin. Now about you contacting Uncle Ethan and Jeremy to help me sell my vacuum cleaner. Thanks. Kiko Rogers says, what would Odin sing? Anything you want. Greta says, Odin, I heard that the big battle scene in this season of Game of Thrones and Endgame are going to be in the same weekend. Okay, so the big battle scene of Game of Thrones is coming out the same weekend as Endgame? Oh my gosh. Well, that's going to be insane. (laughs) Uh, That's going to be an exciting weekend. ABD says, in my opinion, the Game of Thrones books are decent, though the last was a mess. It isn't anywhere near the quality of classics like Dune or Lord of the Rings. I will agree with you there. Those will stand the test of time. Uh, I think the Game of Thrones, I think the Song of Ice and Fire won't nearly as much. I think there are some iconic characters that might. I think the characters might last, but the stories are what lasts to me in Lord of the Rings. Because yes, you got characters, but you also got a storyline, and you have a you know just a rich history and a rich world that's built that stands the test of time. Game of Thrones, I think, is going to, you know, 
is going to reach certain levels, but it's not going to reach them all because it is a far from perfect thing. I've, I have not read all the books myself, but I can say based on the books that I've read, you know, it's entertaining, but it's definitely not nearly as good as some of the other ones. That's for sure. Um, alrighty, let's see. Frank says, yes, make Odin sing with us. Modern Dude Thing says, um, Odin, I want to karaoke with Odin. Okay. Uh, Trailblazer says, I'd love to hear Odin sing some more. He's got a great voice. Well, thank you. Blake Hamlow, Odin is the best YouTuber of all time. I wouldn't go that far. Thank you, Blake. I appreciate it. Eric Hot Gaming, they tried to shove the same political message with Logan. Did they? Like, the movie Logan? I love Logan. Super says, I was talking about the most recent one from S7 when Tyrion, of all people, suggests they should steal a zombie. The Hound threw a rock in Daenerys, and the Night King defied logic, in my opinion. Hold on. Okay. All right. Season 7, when Tyrion, of all people, suggests they should steal a zombie. The Hound threw a rock and Daenerys, and the Night King defied logic, in my opinion. Okay. I don't remember that episode. So if I don't remember it, it wasn't memorable, which means you're probably right, <laughs> if I had to guess. But if you mean, like, immigration with Logan? Is that what you're trying to get at? Erica Gaming? I, d- I didn't get that reference. Grandmaster Yoda says, Dumbo did 21 million less than Alita on opening weekend with the same budget and most fight DC next week. Have fun, Disney. If Alita can't go in, zero Dumbo will never. Plus, Aladdin is one week out before Godzilla. Yeah, I, I think that this, to me, is a sign, hopefully a sign, that these Disney live-action films are not going to make money. I hope. Now, there's still a lot of factors in play. There's still a lot of things that they can do. Maybe they'll try another strategy with Aladdin. Maybe they'll try to do something similar to a Captain Marvel strategy to kind of just get it out in all the theaters and you know raise that average ticket price. Could happen. And if that is what the case is going to be, well, then that's how they can protect a film like Aladdin or a film like The Lion King. Films that they would be more wanting to protect. Because with Dumbo, I mean, it's about a CGI elephant. So why would they defend that? Aladdin, ooh, this one's where they're going to put all the, you know, the focus on the, oh, this is an authentic cast. The diversity of this cast is great. Then, of course, you got Lion King. Oh, the diversity of this cast is great. So those are films that they're going to want to push for because it's going to fit the agenda that they want to do. Dumbo, there really is no agenda with Dumbo other than, okay, you're remaking a film that you really didn't need to remake. None of these are films that need to be remade. But I'm hoping that um, the latter is true. I'm hoping that instead what we get is a series of flops from Disney's attempt to remake their classics because no one wants to see anything other than the classics themselves. If they wanted to make some money, here's what they could have done. They could have remastered their originals and re-released them in theaters. That is the way you make money. <laughs> Not by spending way, way too much. But I agree, Grandmaster Yoda. Uh, I think that Disney is definitely going to handle or is definitely going to have Something close to a flop, if definitely barely breaking even on its hands when it comes to Dumbo. And I I think that Alita is definitely in a much different boat. Truth Apocalypse says, will Odin ever sing with Doomcock? Hmm, I might watch that live stream. I would love to sing with Doomcock. I would love, I personally would love to just hang out with Doomcock. Have a stream with him. Mark Oakwood says, Yondu isn't Cree. I didn't think so either. Like when someone said that, I was like, he has blue skin, but I don't think they ever established that he is a Cree. In fact, let's let's fact check that right now. Let us fact check that right now because I'm pretty sure he's a different um, race. Maybe he's not. Let's see. Yandu Undanta is a member of the Zatoan tribe, primitive beams native to Centauri. Uh, Centauri 4. He functions as a hunter. His home world was the first planet being colonized by humans that was outside of Earth's solar system. Yandu was born in the late 13th century. Uh, so his species is Centurion, or Centaurian. So he is not a Cree. So that is that is indeed true. He is not a Cree. He's blue, but he's not a Cree. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. 
I was a little confused. I was like, I didn't think he was a Kree, but I wasn't sure either. Random Nerdoom says, if Disney keeps buying and running, ruining stuff, will it eventually fail and be forced to sell its assets away to survive? I think at some point Disney's going to become so big that either the government's going to have to step in or that's going to happen. That's just going to start to crumble and just decay into something where it's going to have to sell off certain things. It's going to have to make a choice. What does it want to be? Does it want to focus on movies and television or does it want to try and take over the world? <laughs> uh, Alexander, what if someone's favorite season is seven? Then they have the objective. They have the objective right to like seven. They have the objective right, rather, they have the subjective right to like season seven. All right. The only time that I take issue with any person's opinion is when they deny objective fact. So if there are certain things that are obviously flaws in writing, etc., that people ignore or just choose not to accept. That's where the problem comes in. But subjectively, they can like whatever the hell they want to like. Perth Comics says, John Wick 3 will probably give John a litter of puppies to increase the stakes. Oh my god, could you imagine? I need guns. Lots of guns. To save these puppies. (laughs) Now, wouldn't this be a twist that at the very end of the movie, his new dog turns out to be a girl and has puppies? Oh man. Oh man. Frank says, enjoy this pick. I DM'd you on Discord. Arf, arf. Can't wait to check it out. Cannot wait to check that out, Frank. Thank you again, man. Thanks, pup. Thank you, pup. I appreciate it. You're the best. Um. All right. There are some yeses. That's interesting. That is interesting. Okay. This chat is insane tonight, guys. Thank you so much. Anyway, let's see. We got uh, Super Chats. Mr. Peabody says, thank you for the Super Chat, Mr. Peabody. He says, looks like we want karaoke with Odin. Is that the case? Uh, Jason75, welcome. Roldy, thank you for the Super Chat, says, what do you make of Elisa Milano's tweet today? And are you going to see Unplanned? By the way, make sure you announce the karaoke time. Something tells me I'm going to see a lot of yeses. I saw a lot of yeses on the way up. Something tells me I'm going to see a lot of yeses on the way down for Odin karaoke. But anyway, I have not seen Alyssa Milano's tweet today. I know that everyone and their mom is freaking out over a Georgia bill, which the only thing it says is that they should stop the killing of children when a heartbeat is present, which makes sense to me as a Catholic and someone who is pro-life. I'm not going to go too much into the weeds with politics right now. It's not the open forum stream, so it's not really the time for it. But yeah, I think that she's an idiot. I think that the Brett Kavanaugh stuff kind of proved that she's an idiot, and if anyone is going to try and argue that a heartbeat is not a sign of life, then they obviously are ignorant of biology. And as far as Unplanned is concerned, I would like to see it. I would like to support that film for obvious reasons. And it's sad, though, because when I read some of the critics, some of them are obviously hating on the film because of the subject matter, and I think that they kind of show 